Hey, Real Lifers, Pastor Freddie T here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You guys, I know I say it every time, but today we truly have an epic story to share with you. So you're going to want to carve out some space, carve out some time. You're going to want to share this story with with every friend you can think of um, because you're about to hear something special. Enjoy. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, JV. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. How are you? I'm a little more awake than usual. You are. I was early over here this morning. You were early today. this morning. Sipped a little espresso. You had three sentences actually before we started. What are you Th- talking about? You actually said three full sentences before <laughs> we started today. I'm not. I'm usually, usually it's a grunt. Two wheels. It's usually kind of a grunt. It is a little bit. Your I don't know what it is. Hazy. Yesterday was Susan's birthday. Happy, 40, happy 25th. 41. Happy 25th. I'm not supposed to do that, am I? 25th. Yeah. <laughs> happy 25th. We had a good time. We got, I rolled into one un, uh, will not be named place and asked them about an ice cream cake, and it was like $47. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. There's something called I, inflation, Fred. It's, <laughs> it's in the news. I'd already told them what I wanted on it, and then and then she told me how much it was. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to pay that much for a cake. <laughs> <laughs> not, so that, not that Susan wasn't worth it. She's worth Every it. Every $47 plus tax. She's worth it. How you, man? Good, 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 good. Uh, Sunday, bunch of baptisms, brother. Oh, so awesome. Seriously. Craig Nelson. Yeah. Great story. How old is Craig? He's in no his seventies, isn't he? I don't know. He's older than Daniel Cox. That's <laughs> DJ, no, Dan- I don't, DJ I don't, Daniels. I don't, so. I don't think so. Oh, you don't think so? I'm kidding. He just, Craig just looks old. That was a joke. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Craig texted me like at five fifteen Sunday morning and he's like, pastor, I, w- I want to be baptized this morning. I was like, call me. Yeah. And, and, and he said, he said, I was baptized, but I just did it just to go along with Barbara, his wife. And, um, and he told me a story and, and then he told me, I, so I asked him, I said, when, you know, and he, and he goes on and tells me a story. He was abused by his dad. And as an adult, God gave him the grace to forgive his dad. And he told him that. And anyways, tracing through with him, with Craig, uh, he said, he thinks that's when he really got saved is, when he forgave his dad. So, yeah, that was awesome, baptizing Craig. Yeah, we we jumped deep in the deep waters this morning. Well, that's, yeah, no, welcome to the good. podcast. Hey, uh, so the other, the other were they were brothers and sisters in all that? Three siblings. So that's Don Gwynn Conquest? Absolutely. So I, I knew Don is Don Gwynn, but yeah. I know she's remarried to Conquest. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were all three of her children? Yes. Oh, that's a great story. They're amazing kiddos. So the father, was that the father? He was there. Their uncle was there. Who, their, who baptized? Oh, that was their cousin, Chase Not. Oh, that's Chase. That's Chase. Oh, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. That's yeah. Trent Dana. Yeah, Trent Dana's I, son. I didn't even that's recognize right. him. That's right. Yeah. Oh wow. Pretty cool. Oh no, that's great. And then and then a little boy with autism wanted to wear his goggles. Oh, was he was that, a little Yeah, I saw And I was like, Yes, of course you can wear your goggles. Thought he was gonna look for change in the bottom oh, of the Oh, so of the great. Belt. So great. Yeah. Well, you know, we had another one. Uh um I, I wanna call in our guest because she is, has influenced this, but I'll call her in in the second. So, segment. so he just said we've got a couple guests. This is the fullest house we've ever had in the lounge. In the lounge at party. your study, we did. It's a party, party. in here. 
five people should have had a couple observers, we'd have a real party. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but you said there was another. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. What's new? Uh, it was a busy week last week, and I'm yeah, glad you, it's over. And yeah. uh, community groups have gotten all out. First, most of us have got our first sessions under our belts. You did and, a great job leading our community group in this space. It was it was it was a little overwhelming. Diverse group of guys. You didn't yeah. look overwhelmed. I was sweating a lot. You looked like an old pro. I, I sweated a lot. It was really great. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. I'm glad you joined. Yeah. And I hope you're going to join this week. I'll be there. I think. I mean, committed. Unless. Committed. Yeah. Be committed. Uh, other than that, you. <laughs> Preach you, on predestination. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. I, I, see, I didn't hear the predestination. I mean, I heard it. Yeah. But. Uh, I, kept it, I kept it light. So, you know, Rachel and I always talk about it on Saturday night. I wonder, you know, last week it was, is he going to just do the first two verses? And you did the first two verses. I was like, okay, well, that's a good start. That's a nice, easy start. It's like, man, he's got Acts, I mean, Ephesians 1, he's not going to hit all of 3 through 12. Man, he just burned through it. So yeah. I guess it's good to get it under our belts. There was a lot there. That's like under the hood, how the car works stuff. And yeah. uh, Well, it's gospel roots and gospel fruit. That's where we're going with it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Gospel roots. I wish I could fruits. preach that text like five times, though, because it's so 3 good. through 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... So, you know, one of Max's favorite movies as a child. How old is Max now? He's 12. Well, it'll be 12 a couple weeks, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. Uh, was Cars. Oh, yeah, sure. Chosen, adopted, redeemed, sealed. What's that got to do with Cars? Spiritual blessings. C-A-R-S. Chosen, except what? Chosen, adopted, oh. redeemed, sealed. That was your first point. Yeah, and that's Cars. C-A-R-S, Cars, yeah. I, you, I, I wasn't tracking. Chosen, that. adopted. Did you pick up onto that and be mm. like, Max? Well, I mean, I'm your studying during movie. your sermon. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to remember all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell the values of real life, but I could tell you during your sermon. Shake it off. Shake it off. There's six values. Hard worker, slow learner. Okay, six values. Uh, Four. That's <laughs> oh, right. Margin for mission. Okay, it doesn't matter. So anyway, uh, three through twelve. Uh, if you did not hear it, I think you did a great job in something very bulky. Yeah. It's not deep. It's not complicated. It's yeah. just bulky. Yeah. Yeah. And to understand well, those mysterious. words. Some, some mysterious stuff there. So I think what you were going to ask me, I interrupted you to say, well, what did you take from that? Oh. Yeah, that's what I think you said. Oh, I didn't say that. I what know did you, you take from that? There you go. Uh, what I took from that was, is my Shabbat. Because you remember, <laughs> you know, everything's about Shabbat. Everything's about Shabbat. Uh, and it was, it's in Christ. It's not us. Yes. I mean, that was my favorite part of the whole sermon. I know. You hit it last. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it's obvious. You just, you see it now. In it's just him. In him, in Christ, in, in him, in Christ, in Christ. In him. And it's so funny. You, I don't know if you're going to talk about Revelation at all in the Ephesians when he talks about the church at Ephesus in Revelation. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you are. Well, I don't want to bring it up then, but, you know, it's so wonderful to see this church. Mm. We talked about last week. Huge, huge city. And I'm not going to say anything about Daniel Cox saying I was wrong about seven wonders of the ancient world, but it was a holder of one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the temple of Artemis, Diana. Uh, it's a huge city, one of the probably top five or six cities in the Roman province, of, of the whole Roman province, whatever, and gateway to Asia, Asia Minor. And this church gets kind of blast, I mean, gets blasted in Revelation a little bit because they lost their first love. Uh, and so all these wonderful things we're hearing, they just kind of got out of my new word now is called narrative. They got out of the narrative 
of what put them right in the center of God's will, and that was that they were in Christ. You got to stay alert. Stay alert in Christ. It's not about you. This is about God. Mm. I didn't create that phrase, but it absolutely, if we get away from the narrative that our story is God's story and what he's doing in and through us with the Mm -hmm. talents and the gifts that he's given us, if we ever get out of that, then we're going to lose how God blasted him in saying that he lost his first Yeah, man. That's good. All right. It's forty. It was in the forties this morning. Did you feel it? Oh my gosh! He Did said, you feel went, it? "What he just said was I went too deep already." That was all right. But hey, we got a, we got a huge second segment, so I want to get out. Yeah, we do. It's so, gonna be, it's gonna be great. We got so, special guests. Special guests. Uh, let's see. No brain dump. So you kind of left us out there hanging. Yeah, what, my bad. My bad. What are we doing? I took a, I took a friend. I took a real lifer up to Cotney's Church, Grace Story Church in Nashville. Because they're a little more liturgical, but they're really casual. Cotney preaches with a hat on with it tilted. Yeah, I saw that. Kind real of, real lifers of. will remember Cotney because he was the redheaded guy that preached when I was in the hospital. And he preached our kids camp one year. Kind of ninety style with the hat thing. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what he is. He's, he's like, yeah, I don't know what he is. But he's my friend. And uh, uh, it was amazing. Oh, it was so good. He preached from Hebrews and like, like liturgy and the music was amazing. And it's like 40 people in their little church, you know. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a long day for me uh, Sunday. and but uh, So, no brain dump. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you what I did on Sunday night uh, for the with the church uh, on the last segment. But uh, all right, Tim Tim and Social Pastor. Well, let's take a pause and then take a deep dive into some people's lives. We'll be right back. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where He wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. And we are back. You know, JV, the book of James says you're not supposed to have favorites. But but our guests today are some of my favorites. So, like, I'll just keep it real, and then I'll repent for showing favoritism. Um, the one, the only, the man, the woman, the myths, the legends, <laughs> Alex and Kayla Martin. I was so excited to be here this morning. <laughs> Alex, is that a bad bird, a bad birdie hat on? It is. I just got it. You yeah. a bad birdie. I've got yeah. a friend that works for Bad Birdie in Scottsdale. Okay, yeah. Phoenix. You yeah. know, awesome brand. Great yeah. Culture. So if you uh, if you don't understand what a bad birdie is, so you, your minds could be all kinds of places. So it is a hat <laughs> what looks like a really really. It bad, looks like it looks yeah. like a little, a little Twitter chi- bird, like a little mm-hmm. chicken. It looks like yeah. Twitter. The Maybe a little baby chicken. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it is. I don't know what bad birdie means, but we're rolling on. I don't either, honestly. So Alex and Kayla, I remember, I remember when I got a Facebook message from you, Kayla. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who you guys were. You're, Alex, you're from Clarksville, uh-huh. but I'm a good bit older. So, uh-huh. you know, we didn't like grow up, you know, I could have known your parent. you know, I could have read all the baseball highlights about you <laughs> if I was keeping up, you know, with my hometown when I lived away from, <laughs> but I'll never forget it. And uh, because it was before the church had launched, and I just preached at Hilldale. Mm-hmm. And when I pulled it up, I was like, ooh, there's some young people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, and then anybody that reached out, I always Facebook stalked them. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, she's from California. Bring that vibe. Let's go. And, um, and then I'll never forget Alex. This is crazy. We had like a core team meeting. This is before the church launched. It was like informational. Come check things out. And you were working for my brother-in-law. Yeah. And then, and then you had just stepped away from that job. Uh You're like, ah, insurance, not my jam. Yeah. Right. And the day after that, it was like the day after the week after you, you stepped away from that job. It was at their house. And, uh, and I said something about, you know, um, awkward. Well, well, it, it wasn't was, for Alex. But, but Scott is great, so of I was course. nervous about going no. to his house because I just turned in my pink slip like that, that like <laughs> the day before. And you totally so, show up at their front door, you know, yeah. it's like awesome. <laughs> and um, so all of our younger folks were downstairs keeping the kids during that, like, informational meeting at the Samuels house. And when you, and, and I was a little concerned about that because you guys came. And on your way out the door, you're like, oh, a little bit of an older crowd. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, they're never coming back. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I came by myself. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah. Kayla wasn't with you. Yeah. 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 But here you are, real yeah. lifers, OGs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, real briefly, what, what did you guys, why are you a part of real life? Like, what? Why did you send me that Facebook message that day? Well, well, I have never felt such like a deep like push from God to do something before wow. that in my life. Wow. Um, I remember hearing you speak and it was just like, you know, so casual. I felt like we were just there on Sunday just to kind of appease his parents. And <laughs> then I heard you talk and I'm just like, Alex, I don't know what a church plant is, but I feel like we need to be a part wow. of this. And I remember he even told me like, yeah, okay, we'll see what you think about this like tomorrow. Because normally I'm very like wishy-washy. Yeah, you and I, and I like, are no. like cut from the same cloth, yes. ready, fire, aim. Ideas, yes. right? ideas. But I was like, no, like I'm messaging him and I'm going to show you. So, and I did. And it was just, that was just the door opening to just me and Alex just growing. Yeah. So much growth has happened since you guys, You guys have been such a special part of our church from the start. You've been super encouragers. Your hunger, both. You you guys have like this this beautiful both hunger to learn and hunger to contribute. And that's kind of rare, I think, like in, as I experience Christians. Like sometimes people are like, no, I'm just like learning, learning, learning. Give me more Bible, blah, 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 blah. And then some people are like, I don't need to know anything. I just, just, I just want to do something, you know. But you guys like have like this both thing going on of like, oh, I'm really hungry to learn and, Man, we want to do something, you know, so thank you for being you guys. Yeah. What's What's been your, like, I mean, you guys were there from launch Sunday. So what was, like, your like some of your favorite moments in real life, like, from the beginning? Before launch, after launch, like, what do you remember? What sticks out? What's funny? What's what's significant to you? Um, the One of the biggest things that's been significant is, like, me not being able to like share my faith with anyone before, like not knowing like how to tell someone like what I believed in, how to share the gospel with someone. And there was like no, and I'm kind of already getting into this. No, no but, it's great. Um, Go for it. It was so crucial. Like I was just thrown into it when um, my sister needed to hear the gospel. She was struggling with anxiety, depression. And I call you up. You're the first person I thought of like, I need to know how to share the gospel. I need to go see my sister. And so me being able to hop on a flight, share the gospel with her and her actually like being willing to accept Jesus as her Lord and savior, like praise God. Um, that was just so huge. That was yeah. so huge for me. Um, and from there kind of led on to me being able to do that with other people. And just like, I don't know, I, on the last podcast, I heard you talk about like being like Paul being like an instrument, yes. um, for the Lord. And so I told Alex, I'm like, dude, that I feel like is just like, what all I want to be is I just yes. want to be an instrument 
um, for the Lord. Yes, so. your sister was living in Michigan. Yeah. I don't even remember. Had we launched the church? Had we... We did. Like so that in was year this one? January 2019. Okay, so, so we had ju- we were like yeah. four four mm-hmm. months in, mm-hmm. and uh, we met up at Starbucks. Yep. And we're like, hey, here's a roadmap. Yes. And then you jump a plane. You jump on a plane. Yeah. You go up and like just you and her. And my dad was there too. Wow. Yeah. And you lead your sister to the Lord. Yep. You ended up getting a baptizer. This is kind of cool. Did. Yes. Because a friend of mine was serving at a church in California, which yep. is where your sister moved to, mm-hmm. your home state. Mm-hmm. Your glorious, wonderful, lovable home state. <laughs> um, there's been a next, like a mass exodus from California. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to get your dad over here. Expensive. I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. 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 It's crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and you, and you get to baptize your sister. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That Such was a awesome. Moment. One of the top five moments. Of my that life. was a great moment. What about you, man? I think for me, I had you know I've. Growing up at First Baptist, you know, and always, I, I don't know if I just always looked at churches like this is what we do on Sunday, and then it's, you know, I'm, I believe it throughout the week, but it's not an active faith. And uh, so the opportunity at Real Life to to put my faith, and we, we she touched on it before, that we both wanted to do something with this faith. I know I believe in Jesus. I know that I want, I want that to be the foundation of my life, but what do I do with it? And just to have that opportunity of like, hey, there's only 60 people here, man. Like we can do whatever we want. I can tap into everything. I think we try to serve in every ministry. And then the coolest thing for me was seeing that serving actually brings a wonderful joy to your huh. life, yep. which I'd always thought like, you know, I don't want to do extra stuff. You know, life's so busy anyways. Right. And But the fact of um, just feeling the joy that comes from serving in yes. all different ministries and areas um, was the coolest thing for me and then you know I always touch on students it's just been really cool over the last however many your five years has been that yes. to see students grow from yeah. you know middle school to high school and be a part of that in their life and then um get to be a, a part of their life was very crucial for them yeah and um, I know for a part in my life that I was lost yeah um and to help them has been the coolest thing for me it's something I really treasure and take with a good amount of seriousness to it that it's yes. my job to help them um, guide them through that time. You were a part of our student ministry when it started, right? Yep. And like our very first meeting was like, I think at golly geez with 11 students or yeah. something. And, um, would you have dreamed like in less than four years, we'd have 120 students out on the land, you know, like we Not didn't have all. the land then, but, but I will say that's a testament to our students. Our students have done better than mm. anything I've ever seen of being true disciples on the streets where they have, mm brought in more people. It's not like I'm, you know, going through Rossview's halls and, you know, drumming up troops, you know, yes. it's, the, it's them. They've done such a great job. I think we did a good job of setting that narrative to where that's what you do. And yeah. this is how you're active in your faith and invite yeah. people into it. Yeah. Um, and they've taken that away. It's all hundred percent students. I think that well, have made that you're possible. humble in that because I was going to brag on you guys as adult leaders, <laughs> because it's really, I think it's really the difference maker. You know, some student ministries are set up to be built around like a rock star, sure. like student pastor. And we haven't even had a student pastor yet. We're praying and we're looking and God may be moving, which is great. Cause I think we're in that place where it would be good. Yeah. But the strength of our adults, they've just been faithful, consistent, we've grown. And so I appreciate you guys investing the way you have. Well, it's been wonderful. Um, where, where would you say when you authentically began to, Follow Jesus. 25. I mean, I was saved and baptized at um, nine years old, but I actively living my faith out 25 when I came back to Clarksville, um, went through a real rough patch in my life in college where I made a ton of mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. 
um, couldn't say that I was walking with Jesus then. Um, and come back and that's where it really changed for me. Honestly, meeting Kayla, I knew I had something that I wanted to live for outside of myself and just her. And then, um, that kind of carried over into finding Jesus again. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love him the cornerstone of my life and just a part of it. Love it. Cornerstone instead of a part of it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Kayla. I've heard your story. Give us just a snapshot. When did you become a follower of Christ? Yeah, so truly authentically, about the same time as Alex, um, I think that I knew, like, my heart, like, wanted Jesus, and I loved him so much. I longed, but, like, where Alex brought into my life is just having the roots of, like, family that's going to church and family, like, living out their faith. So it's kind of like that combo there um, that really allowed me to... um, really want to be a part of something. When were you like first introduced to Jesus in a personal way? Um, I mean, I think we attended Catholic church seldomly as a child. Um, so I'm, I know as a child, like I had some type of foundation, um, but wasn't really stressed the relationship part. Sure. Truly, honestly, until I probably got to real life, like really understanding. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I just remember you mentioning something about like a college roommate sharing yes. with you. Was that an impactful moment? It was. It was because um, it was at that point, I think that was more of like understanding that I need to have a relationship with God and like how much he loves me instead mm. of just being like so fearful. Like mm. I feel like before mm. that it was more so just like, I don't want to go to hell type yeah. thing. And yeah. so that's all yeah. I looked at God right. as. Right. Um, but so, oh yeah. Gosh, and so yeah. she actually, we read the Bible together. And so that was very impactful too. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast today. I know real lifers that have, that have known you guys for a while have tracked with different, aspects of your journey and of your story and are probably really eager to hear from you guys. How's Enzo doing? And you know, how's your family's growing? So tell us more about your family. So would you guys just share with us kind of the story of your family and, and share from your heart? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, so, uh, let's see, got pregnant, um, August or yeah, around that time, 2019, Super excited to have Enzo. Um, it was the halfway point through my pregnancy. We had an ultrasound. Um, something looked a little funny on the ultrasound. Uh, we went to Vanderbilt, got some extensive scans, um, and found out that he had a cyst in his brain. Now, you called him Enzo. Enzo, What's yes. his full name? Enzo Maximus Martin. It's a nice name. Where'd you get his name? Uh, from the Vampire Diaries TV show. <laughs> and Maximus from... Uh, from, Gladiator. from Gladiator. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Now pivot back. Okay. So we saw um, that he had a brain cyst and still at that point did not know what that meant, but was very scared. Um, and then, so at that point too, until the baby's born, every doctor is going to give you every which type of what like they think is going to happen. We just didn't know. Um, so all we could do is just, you know, faithfully pray and pray and pray and, you know, pray for healing. But I think we prayed so much for healing. And so like the cyst be gone and, you know, he'd be born, you know, healthy and neurotypical, but, um, you know, it just doesn't always work like that. And I feel like it doesn't matter how faithful you are and your love for Jesus. Like, like, you can suffer and like, that's okay. And so, um, Enzo was born with, um, 
essentially like his diagnosis are quadriplegic, um, cerebral palsy. Um, he has epilepsy. Um, he has cortical vision impairment. He doesn't see very well. Um, and so it's a lot of challenges mm. for him. Um, when Enzo was almost two, um, or yeah, almost two, we, we just had our second baby here in May. Um, mm-hmm. and his name is Rip Arcadius Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we like those strong names. Um, and now he's almost five months old. Um, Rip has been just the biggest blessing to Enzo. Mm. And, oh, I was praying for that big time. Um, we've seen Enzo so much more vocal than he ever has been before. Like trying to like talk to his brother, his brother makes him smile just like, just about. I was like, brother couldn't care less about Enzo. I know, but but Enzo loves loves Rip. Rip. Exactly. Um, so it's been such a, a blessing. And then honestly, I think God truly just giving us the gift of just the absolute easiest baby who doesn't require much attention at all. Um, because that was honestly something we worried about is how, how, what's life going to look like with a brand new baby and Enzo who needs our constant care every single day. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's been a blessing. Yeah. Well, so that was a great summary. Mm -hmm. I want to like tap on that a little bit and let you guys give us a little bit of the extended version of, um, just the journey that you went on because there's just been, there's just been like several turns in the road where you're you're caring for Enzo, you're trying things, you're visiting doctors, you're having good days, you're having bad days, you're having exciting moments, you're being let down. Can you just kind of take us on that journey a little bit from you know, you uh, you, you you what was it that prompted that you knew you needed to get like the ultrasound? Like what was it? Was that just a normal Yes. Like pregnant ultrasound, it's and the, they saw something. Mm-hmm. It's a twenty-week growth scan, so okay. that's where they measure everything just to see how baby's looking. Okay. Um, and they saw what they called bright spots um, on his brain, and then also on his heart. The heart ended up resolving itself within like the first week of life. He had just a little murmur, nothing too major. Um, but that bright spot on the head was like a very big issue. Um, so we went, we probably from that twenty-week mark to then I had him at thirty-nine weeks. Um, we were going weekly and had about two hour ultrasounds every single Friday. Mm. Um, and so that was like just tough on its own. Um, and then when he was born, he was immediately transferred to the NICU. So I had a planned C-section, um, which the doctors advised just cause they didn't want any pressure on his breath. They didn't know like yeah, what, what was going right. to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was a beautiful, uh, five and a half pound baby we were in the NICU for almost two weeks. Um, and gosh, what a journey that was in the middle of COVID. Just the challenges that come with that. Um, you know, they don't want more than really one person. We begged to have both of us. Yeah. We're like, hey, we just like, we could lose this kid. You know what? Did you ever have moment. a moment where you both could be there? No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not at the pretty, same time. No, yeah, that's pretty really, strict. That's and we, I had to fight to, to go in there like in after hours times and found a couple of nice nurses at Vanderbilt that would let me go in there. Cause like she said, you know, we, we didn't know. I mean, too, I think another thing to mention too is when we actually came out and actually we got an MRI done. So you can see the brain a lot better. We found out that it was much more severe mm. than when they were letting on. We had thought the sister, our first doctor, told us, like, hey, he probably is going to have pretty normal functions. It may just be a thing, you know, and his brain can go around it. But the MRI showed that most of his, he's got 30% brain or so, you know, most of his brain was, you know, spinal fluid. 
Um, so I know that was a that was a wild time for us. Um, yeah. So like as you're pregnant, you were on social media a good bit. Like I mean, like like I mean, you had an army praying for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and then he's born, comes out of NICU. You have this. What'd you call it? The MRI. Mm-hmm. So where was your headspace? Like what? I mean, how did how did you navigate that? What was was it an emotional roller coaster? Did the Lord steady you? Like what what was that part of the journey like? Ooh, yeah, go ahead. For me, honestly, I, it was a, kind of a fog. It happened so fast. Um, I actually read in Lamentations about um, I don't know if I can quote it exactly, but how God knits each um, baby in the womb to His own purposes, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was uh, comforting for me. Um, and it's one of those times it's, it's cool in a sense that sounds wild, but when you have absolutely no control over any outcome mm. and for you to just totally rely on God, um, to bring Enzo through and steady you. And he, and he does in that moment, you know, I didn't feel like I was, you know, losing it. It just felt, didn't know what was going on. Very foggy, very fast paced, but never felt uneasy, if you will. So where did things progress from there? You you get this scan, then what was next? So at that point, um, so we we stayed in that in the NICU there for almost like two weeks. We get sent home, really, just because they're like, okay, like you know, he's good to go home. Um, but that still leaves us with like we don't know what's going to happen from there. Um, he ends up actually having a, a blood issue. Um, he had was uh, what they call hemolyzing. So. Um, red blood cells cannot be made. His body's eating his red blood cells. Yes. Essentially. Wow. So we have this baby home for a week. They want to go back in just to get blood work. And, uh, man, we almost canceled this appointment because we were worn out. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Friday. I don't want to go. Alex, can we just not show up? All right, fine. fine. Let's just drag ourselves there. We're 30 minutes late anyway. Whatever. Okay. We'll drag (laughs) ourselves there. Well, then they tell us. Hey, his hemoglobin has dropped down so low. If you guys would not have come in today, he would have died over the oh weekend. So wow. that was crazy. Yeah. Wow. But also just a testament to God. Like, oh my gosh, like he, for, you know, he forced us to go there um, that day for sure. Oh my gosh. So we get immediately, we have to go home, pack our bags so fast, head to Vanderbilt. And then because of COVID times, only I can go. So mind you, mm. I am mm. like, Three weeks postpartum of a C-section. Of a C-section, yes, <laughs> can barely walk. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and um, I can stay with Enzo, and then I have to. Um, we stay there three days. Um, I'm literally sleeping on like the most uncomfortable cot. Um, I'm pumping. It's just it's such a lonely feeling there. Um, you know, pretty much just like crying essentially the whole time because um, it's just hard and just like watching them poke and prod and Enzo screaming his, you know, lungs off. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just hard seeing your baby struggle. It's a lonely time postpartum with all the hormones and the emotions and then not having Alex there. Um, and then honestly, just having nurses and staff there that's not family. So it's just, it was just really hard. We had about three of those visits that were outpatient where Enzo was very near death. Um, wow. But, um, yeah miraculously and you know i definitely think a lot of prayer helps in a month and a half this issue just completely dissolved the doctors cannot explain why but he just it just stopped well the cool thing was is that enzo has never really been able to he has trouble sucking so he can't really ever breastfeed but Mm -hmm. he was able to breastfeed for like that like two weeks wow and then his blood issue went away after that which is just a total god thing you know yeah. i mean yeah. literally he made kayla's body able to 
somehow produce that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the doctors couldn't figure out how to do that. So that was just one of the coolest things in his journey, mm-hmm. I think, that was big yeah. standout right so there. So now oh, yeah. you're about two months into his life at this time? Yep. Two then, months into and then his what life. Happened? And, then, and then what was the journey like? So then the newborn stage was fairly normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a baby. They're not doing anything, you know, really anyways. Um, and then about like that seven month, you know, mark, it's like hitting you like, dang, he's just like not, you know, reaching any milestones. But like, that's okay. Maybe I'll just be slow. Or, you know, we're doing physical therapy, you know, three times a week. And um, then he had his round of vaccines. Um, and this was like his four month vaccines. And then he, we believe it was a bad reaction, um, to the DTAP vaccine. And that night he had his first seizure Mm. and that is where it really spiraled out of control from there. Mm. Um, so we had these things called infantile spasms, um, where his body will just kind of like jolt and like shake a little bit, um, which are like mini seizures. Um, and then he had these, what were called, um, focal partial seizures mm-hmm. that was called yep and that one he would actually kind of like slightly be awake but his body would like convulse and shake and uh, might throw up yes. as well which is the scariest that thing is in scary. sleep when he yeah might, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. we saw a uh, we took him into vanderbilt we stayed there for another three days as they ran tests because his when they do the eeg on his brain they could not pick up any seizures. And I'm trying to tell him, like, hey, I promise you, like, he's having these things. So we, they do a 24-hour EEG on his head, still not catching anything. And I said, look, you just need to send the neurologist in here and just watch him for 10 minutes because I promise I'll have one. They come in, watch him for 10 minutes, and he has, like, five of them. Oh, you're such a good advocate for your boy. <sightSí> oh, yeah, we've had to learn. You are fighting it, with yes. that, and oh, that boy. Yes. Yes. So um, he gets put on a steroid, and the steroid – works it takes away those infantile spasms until six weeks hit and we have to wean them off it and they all come back so that was hard to watch and then from there he just gets we just trial different medications probably at that point maybe like every month every Mm -hmm. six weeks just about and um they are helping a little bit with the seizures but we they, they made him a zombie yeah, though. Yes. Like he was just zoinked out. You know, he was mm-hmm. we, he wasn't the same personality. You know, Mm-mm. yeah. There um, was no smiles. Yeah, you know, just, that and was a hard time, wasn't it? So hard. It was you so felt hard. like you lost him, especially because the first couple months before his shots. I mean, he was not that bad. I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. he was you know kind of a normal baby at that point. You know, and um, so to see him from that smiling, active, and then to just kind of be dormant and laying there for the most part, you know, it was definitely. Yeah. We knew we were on the wrong path, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think it was, you know, as parents, it's, you know, it's hard not to feel like guilty. And I'm just going to remember that, hey, like, you know, this is all part of God's plan. Like, you know, don't put it on yourself so much. But it's just hard, like, when we, like, because we'd have to do so much research on everything that we're giving. Yeah, it's amazing the you way know? you're, like, the way all these terms are rolling off your tongue. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are amazing. You could be yeah. a neurologist. So, the way you've cared for this boy, yeah. Which which led us like, okay, we know that it was this DTAP vaccine that caused these seizures because we see a link between that and kids with um, any type of blood issue, brain issue, or cerebral palsy should not be given that. Well, he was given that, and then, wow. you know, it happens. Wow. But, wow. Um, yeah, so that was tough. Um, and then we hit an all-time low right before he turned one in June. 2021 and uh he was put his his seizures were out of control he was like having like 15 big ones a day where he was throwing up and it's just Mm. like this he's not living like this is like Mm. awful and it's either like he's having a seizure or he's sleeping to recover from it um and we put on what was that um i'm trying to think what that 
uh, drug was that he was on. Um, the really bad one. Keppra? No. It was one he was laying on for two days. Either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, Too many of them at this so point. <laughs> he actually was put on this super heavy drug and um, he like couldn't eat anymore. Like he literally like couldn't remember how to eat. And then, so I pull him off and I'm just like, Alex, I don't know what we do now. We, like, I literally don't know what we do. And by the grace of God, he had a pediatrician appointment the next day. Cause because he wasn't eating, I was like, I think he's dehydrated. I got to take him in. And our pediatrician has been such a godsend in like pointing us to these just like other like Christian alternative. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just what did you say, Alex? Just alternative type. Great. Yes. Medicine. Your pediatrician yeah. pointing you this way. Yes. And so, um, we met this, um, lady, Dr. Annabelle Morgan, who, um, she created this, um, CBD formation and, um, actually healed her son who was having like 200 seizures a day from birth. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's like five now and going to school and stuff. But, uh, anyway, so we link up with her and, um, she gives us his CBD. He stops his more so than the seizure stopping his smiles come back. His personality is back within a month of use. Um, and so from June, 2021 up until now we is, he's been solely on CBD. As soon as we weaned him off all those medications, seizures stopped. Um, and so now we're using CBD to manage. Okay. Um, Say that again. Because that's amazing. Yes. So as soon as we switched over to CBD, all those big seizures stopped, and that's been our way of management. Um, And I know that sounds great, and like, yes, praise God. Mm. Um, But unfortunately, Mm. (laughs) this just sucks. It is with Enzo's Mm -hmm. um, brain condition. His brain essentially wants to seize. Mm -hmm. So it's going to find a way. Wow. Always. So... We've had to play with different forms of the CBD. Okay, let's try this much at this time, this much at this time. Okay, hey, let's, you know, add in some THC. I mean, I'm telling, like, we're literally sending Alex up to Illinois to get THC and bring it back for our kid, you know, because we've read so much research on how it's going to help. And so um, we feel like now it's manageable. Um, but, um, it's just such a journey. It's ups and downs. It's like, oh my gosh, he's seizure free for like a week. And then, you know, he'll have one, but we are so thankful because where he was having like 15 a day, he maybe has like two a month. So in 2021, summer of 2021, he got on CBD. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the journey since then with Enzo. I think one thing to mention first, total godsend thing is finding this Dr. Annabelle because Mm -hmm. she is I don't know what she does, but she's international. Um, she works for the FDA, like the, and it's not like she sees patients. So the fact that wow. we've gotten in with this lady is a total God thing. The yeah. fact that even our pediatrician happens to know her, yeah, um, yeah. is just yeah. a wild thing of a, events. And I know a lot of other families haven't, in our situation, haven't had the same opportunity we had. And that door yeah. opened for us mm-hmm. to meet her and find that CBD because other, I mean, yeah. it's not and like her it's so willing to help us because she's not yeah. like a doctor. Yeah. Um, she's a neuroscientist. She's gone out of her way to help <laughs> yeah. us. Um, which has just been a, a lot of other people in our situation have not had the same opportunities. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah. um, as far as the day to day, what that looks like. Um, so when Enzo turned one, I felt like physically and just kind of what our days look like. Um, it's been progressively, harder so like yes we're getting this seizure control and that's helpful um but man it's just like so hard to think that like his body is just 
feels for lack of better word, just broken sometimes. Mm, and it's mm, just, it's mm. heartbreaking. Mm. Um, Enzo is fully dependent on us mm. for everything. Mm. There's not one thing he can do on his own. We, you know, feed him, um, you know, diaper changing, playing. I mean, if Enzo needs to, or wants to do something, we're doing it with him. Mm. So, um, that's hard. And it's, yes. it's, it's a lot. Cause we don't, there, no one's ever not caring for Enzo at any point of the yeah. day. He's always, um, needs someone. And I think it's with kind of what goes on in his brain. He really freaks out if he doesn't have someone like touching him or nearby him. You know, there's very few times of the day where you can like sit him in a yeah. seat with a toy and he's like content with that. For his safety, he's mm-hmm. had to have it. Now it's so much a part of what he is accustomed to. Mm-hmm. It, it There's a, he can't handle not. Yeah. Having what, when did you get pregnant with Rip? Uh, July. 2021. Yeah. Okay. And so just turned one. So about this time that the CBD is mm-hmm. kicking in, you yeah. get, you get pregnant with rip. Yeah. Tell us what your thought process was when you got pregnant with rip. Um, oh well, all the doctors <laughs> said, uh, don't get pregnant until you get a yeah. very extensive genetic test. Yeah. Um, and which was going to take like nine months to do, but we're just tens like, of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I, I know that road. They're going to tell you that it's going to be this certain percent chance it'll be healthy and this certain percent chance Mm -hmm. that he's not going to be healthy and he may have the same genetic condition. And we don't even know if Enzo's condition is genetic to us. That doesn't matter. Like we are so much putting our faith into the Lord than like what doctors and like science can tell us. Um, So yeah, we decided, no, we're not doing that testing and we're going to keep growing our family here (laughs) Um, because I think it's, for most people, it'd be like, uh, you're crazy to have another kid that early. And I'm like, no, I need to, I want to bless Enzo in that way of having like a brother. Um, so close in age. So yes, uh, we just prayed and we just were at that point too, where it's like, Hey, even if, you know, um, rip is born and has some struggles or issues, like that's okay. Like we were, we were okay with that. Um, but yeah, we just trusted the Lord in that way. And, um, but those are like big decisions. Yeah. I mean, like you, <laughs> like you just spattled that off. Like it was mm-hmm. like no big deal, but to get to that place, you had to like, you guys were talking about it. You, I mean, you guys had, I mean, that's a big decision of like, okay, you've got a doctor. Like, I mean, you weren't like just ignoring the doctor, but it was like, like, was that, was that an easy decision to come to? I think it's easier for us than most okay. and i know that's the faith god's instilled in us yes. but um you would think that we had talked about it for weeks on yeah. end but yeah. it was you know we prayed on it a couple times and then you know yeah. went for i don't know i mean we're yeah. maybe we're crazy isn't it amazing but, how like god gives you the grace that you need yeah mm-hmm. and people will often look at other people's situation and, and think what well, i i don't know how i would do that and what in the story is is well God God meets you and gives you mm-hmm. what you need. I mean that's so it's so evident. I just I'm amazed at God's providence to connect you to Dr. Annabelle mm-hmm. to strengthen your faith. Like His hand is so mightily on you. And that's amazing. So you get pregnant with Rip. Pick us up from there. Yeah, and um, very smooth pregnancy. 
And then we're getting to that 20 week growth scan. And that was where we're just like, all right, this is it. This is where everything changed for Enzo. And I'm hoping that this is a boring appointment here. And it was so boring. Everything was just (laughs) typical and normal. And I was like, wow, praise God. Like awesome. Um, all, all he was, was just a big boy um, from there. And yes. So, um, then as you know, the rest of pregnancy went on, we were just, you know, excited, getting ready. Um, and then rip was, uh, not coming. I was 42 weeks pregnant (laughs) and not going into labor. My body was not doing anything for me. Come on. So, um, and I was telling the doctors like, I really want to be back. I want, you know, I want to have him natural. Like, please let me go longer. And they're like, okay, well, look, you're 42 weeks. Let's go do a growth scan, see how he's looking. And uh, on the ultrasound, it showed them that he was at 11 pounds. And they're like, hey, he needs to come out. And I was like, yeah, he does. Okay, <laughs> can you give me till Wednesday? This was on a Monday. And they're like, no, he needs to come out today. I'm like, okay, well, Alex didn't even come to Nashville with me for that appointment. So I'm calling, oh like, hey, we're having gosh. a baby today. So, um, But my sister was here. And yes. so that was great. Um, What's her aunt name? Uh, she, go, she goes by TT. TT, there you yep. go. All right. And uh, yeah, so... Um, at this point, too, the visitation um, allowances had let up at Vanderbilt. So what a different and beautiful experience it was. Wow. Um, I got to have uh, um, my doula, um, also spiritual mother, Becky Tigart. Yeah. Um, I got to have my sister Tara and Alex all there. Um, so they were going to induce me for labor. Then when we get there, um, they said, hey, we actually can't safely um, um uh, get you to do this induction. Um, so we're recommend another C-section at that point. I'm just like, whatever, it's okay. Like just, you know, I know what, what to expect in that. So yeah, we just hung out for four hours, waited for my lunch to digest a little bit. Um, like checking into hotel, man. There's yeah. nothing, nothing to it. Yeah. He was born beautiful, um, 10 pounds, eight ounces. So a big boy. I was glad I did not push him out. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so then the rest of our stay from there, it was just so different. We're like, what do you mean we're not in the NICU? Yeah. What do you mean he can come to our room? He's just yeah. normal. He can just sleep here next yeah. to me. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, so it's just been such a healing experience mm. to have such a boring, normal um, <laughs> birth and postpartum yeah. life. So, sure. What day was he born? May 9th, the day after Mother's Day. Wow. Yep. wow. Yeah. You mentioned Becky Tiger. Yeah. The Lord has put special people in your pathway along the journey that have um, just been God's hands and feet of support. Can you just speak to that? You know, I mean, you guys, you guys are going on this journey. You're loving one another. A lot of times, a lot of times these, these, these difficult challenges will cause couples to grow away from each other. Um, I don't sense that that's happened with you guys. Um, so you're clinging to one another. You're clinging to the Lord. Who else has God used to encourage you and help you practically? Yeah. So um, Becky Target has been a huge help along with Alex's mom, Michelle. Um, because, I mean, the care can get overwhelming. And there's like times where it's like, hey, like, we just need like a break. We need to leave the house. Physically. And, like, go, yeah. Yes, it's just physically taxing. Just, exactly. So they have been so good at like understanding that. And, um, we're like, we're not even like really having to ask, you know, they're offering, um, and 
other than us, there's not two people, well, us and God, not two people in the world that love Enzo as much as them. Well, I guess I have to mention my grandmother. She'll get mad that I would say that. But um, anyways, though, but but they live here. My grandma's in California. Um, but they just care for Enzo in such a way where it's just, it makes us so, so happy because um, he just requires a lot. And they're just willing to do anything and everything to make that boy smile. And he does. He loves them so, so much. So that's been huge. I could not imagine going through this journey without having a village quote, um, like we do. I mean, we're just, we're getting that help that we need. Um, and I know, don't take it for granted because I know a lot of families, um, with kids with disabilities do not have that village and do not have that luxury. So we are so blessed in that way. Yeah. So, you know, as you're describing the care that Enzo requires, Mm -hmm. that alone is like full time. Mm -hmm. And then you have rip. Yep. And newborn babies like full time. Mm-hmm. So how in the world, I mean, like, how in the world did you do that? Um, again, it is like with our situation, if there's any couple that can handle this, like, like, I don't want to say like it's us, like, you know, but like just looking at the way our life looks. Yeah. So I, you know, give softball lessons. That's my main thing. You guys have a cage at your house yeah. now. We, do. we built one. Been the biggest blessing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you guys were both division one athletes. Mm-hmm. You yes. played baseball, Alex, at UT Martin. You played softball, mm-hmm. Kayla, at yep. UT Martin. You met at UT Martin. Mm-hmm. Swipe right on Tinder. Go yeah. Skyhawks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you meet on? We met on Tinder. Yeah. Even though, like, you're practicing, like, yeah. 30 feet from Literally. each other across well, She the- was new to the school. Yeah. I had been there for yeah, a year met, ahead. Yeah. Then, we met yeah. before season. It was yeah. that, um, that October when I first moved there. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are rocking this thing. I mean, you're absolutely rocking this thing. You know, you've you've had these seasons of, you know, questioning God or, you know, like we prayed, we trusted you, it didn't turn out this way, but like you just, I mean, the joy of the Lord is so evident in your life. Your faithfulness to the Lord is so evident in your life. You've not gotten angry at God. You haven't turned your back on God. You've, you've been able to maintain faith, but it hasn't been easy. I'll say, speak to that too. Like, it's not that I have, I've had moments where I've been angry at God. Um, yeah. I, I still struggle with um i didn't understand why I, w- I felt like i was making a huge kingdom impact you know and like getting to do serving every different ministry you know seeing walking people to the lord and with enzo you know i've really had to step back from that you know and that's been a very um challenging thing to understand right now mm-hmm. with the season mm-hmm. um of you know what kind of what god wants you know because mm-hmm. it just feels like Mm-hmm. Every day, I'm not able to do what I was doing, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I, it's. I still, honestly, I, I don't understand. It. I know I will one day, but yeah. right now in this season, I don't quite understand it. Yeah. Um, to be frank and honest, yeah. but, and it's yeah. not to say like it looks like we kill it, but there is a lot of days that it's tough. I mean, it's um, it's hard, you know, when Enzo's you know screaming his head off, and there's not much you can do for him. Um, I know she handles it way better than I do, but yeah, um, I've had to exercise. I'm not a uh, comforter you know um that's not me and so that has been a muscle i've had to learn because you know Enzo needs comfort all day yeah um and that's where i get emotionally tapped out or i don't i feel like i have nothing left to give you know um and so yeah it 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 looks better but the day-to-day it could be a struggle but um it does um it does bring your marriage closer um i actually finally looked up a stat when uh 
eighty percent of cerebral palsy parents get divorced. Wow. Um, kids so with special needs in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So it's a uh, wow. It's been a thing though that's really brought us together and it really puts in the you know the small little bickering you have between a marriage. It just kind of doesn't really matter because yeah. you see yeah. it's like hey like we can't bicker right now. You know, like Enzo needs us. You know, and it just kind of always puts that into perspective to where it's not the biggest thing in the world. You keep the main thing, the main thing. And, um, Enzo has helped a ton in that. Um, I think I find, you know, there's blessing and joy in those moments where you are tapped out mm. and we're so exhausted and mm. we are like angry and at our max mm. because we realize like how much we need God. Mm. Like we cannot do this mm. without him. Mm. And if there's one thing that God has blessed us with the most, it's been that with, I get just like over overstimulated and I'm just tapped out with the kids and I need a break. Like Alex is always there. Like I got this, get in the car and just like go for an hour, you know, or when Alex is at his max, Hey, I feel refreshed. I got this. So he has never allowed both of us to feel tapped out at the same (laughs) time. And that is just, I mean, it's huge. It's just there. I don't know. It's, that's just been such a blessing. Um, but no, I mean like, there, I mean, the days are hard, man. Mm. Like, so mm. with Enzo's, let's talk about like his like cerebral palsy and kind of what that is. So he's quadriplegic spastic cerebral palsy. So what that means is all four limbs are affected. The spasticity part means that he's very tight. So his arms stay bent the majority of the day until we're doing physical therapy. We'll get a Theragon on him and get him to straighten out those arms. It's not good for him to be that tight. His legs are just constantly having these contractions all day long. So Mm -hmm. if there's no wonder he screams his head off if he's not being cared for, comforted, getting therapy at some point. Because, dude, yeah, I'd be screaming my head off, too. Like, that hurts. And so there's nothing. I read online where it feels like you're having a Charlie horse essentially all day, where you're basically in a calf cramp all day. Mm. So that's kind of what he feels mm. day so to day. in our current situation right now that we're, we're truly, truly battling, because we just don't know, and I know yeah. that we just got to keep relying on the Lord for this. And so we definitely ask for prayer on this and, you know, that we get clarity. We know that Enzo's having pain. There's Mm. no doubt about it. He's having Mm. pain every day. I don't know if the CBD is enough Mm -hmm. for what he's going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But man, I just do not want to see him go on medication again. Yeah. Because it turns him into a vegetable. Yeah. So we want to pray because this is, it's not obvious what you need to do. No. And your heart just cries out for your little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for letting us pray. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think too, like, you know, how do you watch your child be in pain every day? And then like, honestly though, like we just hold on to the fact that we know, Hey, our time here on earth is so short mm-hmm. and I cannot wait mm-hmm. to see the day that mm-hmm. Enzo gets a brand mm-hmm. new body what a hope we have it's the only thing that keeps you it is it's the only gives thing you like, any hey, joy with one this day, life yeah one day like and i'll even i'll tell enzo that like you're gonna get a new body one day baby like you're gonna get a new body and i just can't wait like i hope um it's kind of like i have this like own bit vi- like my vision of what heaven would look like who knows it looks anything like this but i but it it allows me to launch that hope like i hope that i can see enzo run one day with this yes. new body i hope that i'm able to hear the words mama from yeah. him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I'm not, cause I'm probably not going to get it 
you know, in this yeah. lifetime on yeah. earth. Yeah. But um, yeah. I hope to see that in heaven one day. And that's what we hold yeah. on to. Yeah. It's really all in the darkest moments. It's all we hold on to. What a strong yeah. hope. What a yeah. strong hope. Yeah. That the scripture says what no eye has seen, nor nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man has imagined what God has for those mm. that love him. And, um, yeah, there will be a day. You know, the, I mean, the Bible in Romans 8 says all of creation groans. There's a groaning in the, the brokenness and chaos in this whole world. There's a groaning for Jesus to come mm. and to heal the cosmos. And he's coming again, and I can't wait. For you to get to interact with Enzo mm-hmm. uh, in a healed cosmos yeah. and um, uh, forever yeah. without yeah. end yeah. to the glory of Jesus. You know, Revelation says there is no lamp because mm. the light of Christ lights up the, you know, this so amazing. Um, I had a couple other questions. Let me see if I can pull these out here. Um, wow, JV. <laughs> so uh, I haven't said a lot. Um, yeah. So I've been mesmerized um, and humbled by y'all's story. I, I did not know anything about your story. I know the podcast li- podcast listener uh, was probably just like, and I thought I was having a bad day. Um, and so it just shows you how great our God is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going to ask the question, what's your beacon in the middle of the night? Your beacon in the middle of the day. I think you said it, that one day we, well, we have hope today. You know, we always talk about faith, hope, and love, Fred, on this thing. That one of them is more important than all of them because one day you will see. You will need no faith, and it will have been revealed. You will need no hope. You'll just see the love of Christ. So good for y'all. Beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to pray for, and we'll pray for you. Um, you doing lessons? You you coaching baseball lessons? Yeah, at your house. It. Yeah, best job ever. Yeah, you got kids coming in and out, yeah. and you guys rotate out, and you you're coaching yep. softball girls. Yeah. Um, you're leading a, a women's community group. I am. Come we on. We did not meet. We were on vacation last week. Yeah. So we start tomorrow morning. I am so pumped. Um, we, I feel like we finally like hit like this little, you know, with Rip like being almost five months old where I'm able, or really it's like, it's still hard, but we're just like, do it, you know? Yeah. So I'm leading a community group. I am, you know, going to. I'm going to get back on the stage and do announcements this Sunday, you know, and we're just awesome. going to figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, so I'm ready to get back out there and serve <laughs> and um, yeah, just even through it all because we need that. Like yeah. it's like when life gets hard, like at home, honestly, it's like the best like um, healing solution to that is like, go serve. Go, yeah. go, go talk to people, go do ministry yeah. of some sort. It just, it's it so just refreshing is. to get to go to students on yes. a Sunday. Afternoon. Oh, yeah. you know, so good, just, yeah. man. I, I want people to hear this because some people's jaws just dropped. But when they heard you say you're going to do a community group mm-hmm. and then they just heard you say, I love going to students. Like, don't, don't miss this folks. Like Alex and Kate, Kayla have been entrusted by God with a heavier burden than most people. And they're navigating it with extraordinary grace and strength. And God is demonstrating his majesty through your life in a stunning way. And yet, (laughs) you're leading a community group and you're popping into students on Sunday night. Whoa. Whoa. Our podcast listeners need to hear that. Not only do they need to hear, like, roll up your sleeves and get after it. 
but it's like what you're describing. There's there's like a healing. There's like a refreshment mm-hmm. piece. There's a joy and a healing yeah. that from a from a heavy responsibility life, from a difficulty of I don't know what to do about my son's pain. We don't want him on medicine. We're not sure if the CBD oil is, is, is doing everything that it needs to, to do. I don't know if it's oil or if it's something else. Yeah, we, we, we don't know. And yet we're not letting that keep us from being invested in the Lord's church. That's amazing, you guys. I'm so inspired by your life. I'm so inspired. And to speak to that, I've forced myself because there's, I'm not, say the devil doesn't come in and say, hey, man, That's you right. know, just to relax and rest. And yeah. you just got to go. And yeah, I'm, like a nap in ESPN sounds really good Sunday it night, It always right? does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, and he'll, he, it always finds a way to come in and try to trick your mind into that. But um, I've always, you know, we've always just just go. Just go, mm-hmm. and you know that always on the back end, it's like, you know, thank you for either, you know, making me go or, you know, yes. or nudging me to go, and that's always helpful. And one thing you always, you know, you tell me, and I appreciate it so much, is because, like, I wanted to lead this community group, but I know that, hey, if I'm leading this community group, that means Alex has both babies at home. And, you know, it's so encouraging as a wife and mother to hear my husband tell me, I will never hold you back from leading people to Christ. Like I will hold down the fort at home. I will never hold you back from that. Just go. And so that, you know, (laughs) makes me feel so good where I don't have to like feel guilty. I know that, Hey, whatever happens, he's going to hold that fort down and I can go out. um, The fort fort will be held. Yeah. So, um, just thank you. Yeah. 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 Problem, man. Well, I, you know, um, I think folks now know why I say I have favorites. (laughs) Um, I'm just, uh, I'm so thankful for you, you know, and, and I've tracked with you and I've prayed with you and, um, been privileged to be your friend and your pastor along the way, but just, just right now in this moment, getting to rehear the story in one telling, I'm just so moved and, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be carrying this for several weeks of just, Mm -hmm. um, who you are how you're allowing God to work in and through your lives. I'm so, so thankful. The book of Hebrews talks about um, men of whom the world is not worthy. And, and along the way, there's these saints of God that carry extraordinary faith and accomplish amazing things. And I just see you guys in that special category of, you know, Men and women of whom the world is not worthy. And I know you don't want that title. No, you know, I know you're like that silly <laughs> pastor, you know, but um, I just, I just in every way this morning, I just want you to be affirmed. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that, um, that, that, that now, now the whole podcast world, you know, that tracks with us, the whole 300 people <laughs> that, hey. you know, but I mean, but your story, because Kayla, because you're so on, like you were so present on social media and you were so humble and willing transparently to share some of your story along the way. I mean, you've had thousands of people tracking with your story and, and I think appropriately so, you know, uh, because you've inspired thousands of people with your story. So. Well, Fred, um, I think it'd be appropriate uh, as we end this uh, segment, would you pray us out? Absolutely. Let's pray. I don't even know how long we've gone. It's, it doesn't, no, we're good. It doesn't matter. It's all good. Alex, Kayla, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Father, we pray in Jesus name and by your spirit today. We're in awe of who you are and uh, the stories that you write. For the Martins, for Enzo, and for Rip, Lord, we give thanks. What a joy they are. Father, The uh, we pray for clarity and wisdom to know 
the best treatment that Enzo needs in this next season. Um, Lord, we thank you uh, for Alex and Kayla's faith. Strengthen them in their inner man and inner woman today. Bless them. Protect them. You have blessed them in Christ, and we celebrate that. Protect them, Lord, and cause your face to shine upon them today. Um, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. 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 Well, JV, I don't think we need to come back. Oh, we got a no, commercial? No. No? You just ready? What? No, I just, I, I don't know how you'd end something like this. It's just a mesmerizing story. Kayla, can people still sign up for your community group? Yes, absolutely. You're not full. You're, you meet what full. time? We're meet Wednesdays, 6 a.m. Come on, wake up. Wake up, ladies. At Lassiter's Coffee on uh, Highway 76. So just show up. There'll be caffeine waiting. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And Alex, if people wanted to plug into student ministry, real life students, when do students meet and where do they meet? Uh, 436 at Trinity Baptist on uh, 41A or sometimes at the New Land. That's uh, right. Yeah, between the two. That's right. So reach out to Pastor Tim, Tim at reallifesango.com. He'll get you connected to students. And uh, Daniel Cox, thanks for keeping us uh, live over there. DJ Daniel Cox. JV, keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.